This dynamic Bible-based message was recorded at Good Hope Christian Center. Now, let's listen to this exciting, Holy Spirit-inspired message. I'm Pastor Nev, and for all those of you joining us live on, online, wherever you are, those joining us uh, from all around the world, I realize that this is a plague that we're dealing with, but I was also reminded a little earlier on of the struggles we've faced as a nation and things we've gone through and things we've achieved as a people. Some years ago, we had a vote which was called a yes-no vote. And at that point in time, we printed a t-shirt that said yes to Jesus, and obviously we were saying no to the situation in our nation. And uh, if you're not too aware of what the situation was, it wasn't good. And so during that period of time, Pastor Fred said, um, I want you to go to the streets with his T-shirt on. And we had this big T-shirt, yes to Jesus, no to the devil. We were actually saying no to governments. It's unfair governance of the people, that all people are created equal and that all people have a right to be together. And as churches, we were meeting together, having communion together, and at that point in time, water baptism was a real big issue because it wasn't supposed to be happening, but we were doing that anyway. And so for many years, it was maybe 10, 15 years, we had this ongoing situation. Many times we'd have individuals in the church, you know, with the real short haircuts. We knew who they were. They were the secret police. And many times they would visit and threaten. And we'd made up our mind that as a people, we are one people, we are one nation, we are one blood, we are one family under the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the day comes where Pastor Fred said, I need you to do this. And at that time, no more than 10 people were allowed to be gathered in any place. It was considered an illegal gathering. But we were meeting in the homes, we were praying in the homes, we were everywhere. And so I went down to the Durban City Hall, and I thought only 10 people would arrive, but 500 people arrived. And I had to divide them into groups of 10 and say, 10 go there, 10 go there, 10 go there, and we spread out in 10s, a good distance away from each other. It wasn't very long. We were just standing, and we were worshiping, and we were praising God in our groups of 10. It wasn't long, and the police arrived. And they said, who organized this event? And it was Dr. Fred Roberts who had organized the event. Well, I didn't want him to be in trouble. I said, I did. And so they arrested me and put me in jail. And um, even at that band, screamed and shouted and carried on. But here I am today because we're not afraid of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. Having said that, obviously be aware in this current situation, this is really called Wu flu. And has been, it's been in Wuhan for a long time. Flu comes around every year. It's Wu flu. And so be aware, this is just a, a flu virus that is a, an extremely serious flu virus. So wash your hands, you know, don't pick your nose, all those good things. 
the things your mother and your grandmother told you to do, wipe down the surfaces in your house. Be aware when you come into this building constantly, you'll see people with sanitizers. This building, I think, is more sanitized than any hospital I've been into in the last three weeks. So everything is sanitized, re-sanitized, sanitized again, and I have more than 2,000 pairs of surgical gloves in the back, and so everybody is wearing surgical gloves, and I want to encourage you, this is a great time, if you can sew, make your own mask, amen. Hallelujah. Some people look at it so negatively. It's a great time to make your own mask. It's a great time, and what we're looking at at doing in the church is being able to have enough sanitizer, to be able to give free sanitizer to everyone. Yesterday, we were able to go out to help people with food, because if everyone stays home, nobody will have food. And our goal is to say, if people are at home and they have no food, you don't have to go. I'm not scared. I will go and hand out food. Amen. So I'm not telling you to do something. I'm just simply saying that people may be short of food. And part of what we did a month ago is said to people, stock up on dried food, like, you know, samping beans and all that good stuff. Amen. And God will take care of you. So it's on our website. There's a whole list on our website. There's also a list on our website how to make up proper sanitizers and all the rest of it. And we have some very creative people in the church and we're putting up menus and remedies and all of this all of the time. But let's go to the Word of God today. I want to back into the Scripture. And let's talk about sickness. Let's talk about disease. So sickness and sin were never in the Garden of Eden. If you read Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, when God creates man and he places him in the earth, there is no sickness and there is no disease until Genesis chapter 3. When Adam and Eve turn their back on God and walk away from God and deny the knowledge of God. As Pastor Wendy said earlier, there is a concerted effort to drive people out of churches. There is a concerted effort. It was interesting that the first statements made were that churches shouldn't gather. Later, they said other religious groups weren't together. Then after that, I was in public places where government buildings, government facilities hadn't adhered to their own caution. So be aware that many times the gospel has the power and is the power of God to salvation. And be aware that the Bible says in the last days, there will all be, there'll be wars, rumors of wars, famine, pestilence, all kinds of disease. And unless there is a strong faith in God, and a strong understanding of who Christ is in you. The Bible is clear. It says no one will survive the days on earth unless God cuts them short. I believe we're closer to the return of Jesus than we were before. But let's go to the scriptures today. Sickness and disease, when you read it, and firstly, sin was never in the earth, and Genesis chapter 3 talks about the fall of man, and when man fell, Then thorns, thistles, death, pain, and sorrow came into the world. But God gives us a promise in Genesis 3, verse 15. And this is the promise that he gives us in Genesis 3, 15. He says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and this is speaking of Jesus, and between your seed and her seed, and he, Jesus, shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. The war between good and evil continues. It's at Calvary where the enemy's head is crushed. 
So the Lord Jesus Christ bears our sin and our sickness and our disease, which was prophesied in Isaiah 53, verse 3 to 5. Isaiah 53, verse 3 to 5. Notice it says, He, speaking of Jesus, was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Verse 4 and 5. Surely he has borne and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him smitten and stricken and afflicted by God. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgression. Notice God deals with the heart of man first before he deals with the health of man. It says he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement or the punishment of our peace was upon him. And right now, in this day and age, men's hearts are failing them for fear. People are terrified. Are terrified. One lady leaving one of our large stores the other day, one of our staff saw, saw them leaving, had the grocery cart piled way, 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 way high. Well, if you have the money to do that, that's fine. And had carts and carts and a scarf wrapped around her head and said, I'm going into hiding for the next six months. Fear. Notice the Bible says, the punishment of our peace was upon him and with his drops we are healed. Let me give you a little bit of history. It's real interesting. And the reason I'm here this morning preaching and standing up here and preaching is because we need to understand the history of the church. John Alexander Dowie in Chicago, and this was in the United States of America. He was a man who first came from Australia. And at that point in time, the, there were measles, I believe it was, that was, flooded the nation of Australia. He moved to the United States of America and moved into Chicago. And people began to get healed. He started a place which later would be called Zion City. But he would be praying for the sick. And Dowie was arrested for practicing medicine without a license. He was praying for the sick and they were being healed. Out of Dowie came a man called John G. Lake. John G. Lake affected the history of this nation. Lake would take the Black Plague, which was a foaming virus, which if you touched it, you would die, wipe it off the mouth of a person, put it in his hand under a microscope, and it would die. If we, as your pastors, run, then how can I tell you to be healed? And the people of God said, Amen. And so if men of God in the past were unafraid, I cannot stand here as your lead pastor and be afraid. Yesterday we were in multiple homes and as Pastor Wendy said, the one gentleman said to me, I I'm just sniffing a little bit. He said, but come inside. Immediately, internally you go, he's sniffing a little. I don't want to be around a sniffer or a cougher or a spitter. I, I, I don't want to be around him. And he said, I promise you, it's not the virus. I'm just sniffing a little bit. We had to be aware that if you're walking in fear, and I'm not telling you to be unwise, but if you're walking constantly in fear, you could lock yourself in your house for the next six to eight or nine or ten months and believe for the worst. 
But we're believing for the best, doing our best, supporting. We're standing in faith and we're doing something practical for our citizens and our society. Right now as we stand here, I'm looking at how I can get more and more sanitizer to give it to people free. I'm looking at how I can get food to give it away free. Because I realize it will be a need if not addressed. And the church is the greatest army on earth and is government's greatest strength if they would only see it. Because many of us would voluntarily go and do things that our medical doctors and nurses are doing. And we would gladly lay down our life for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now once again, don't be unwise. So Jesus, the Bible says in Isaiah, healed our sickness and disease. You will notice in Mark, in Mark chapter 2, verse 1 to 12, Jesus associated himself with sin and sickness. He put them together in Mark chapter 2. And he went again and entered Capernaum. And after some days, um, they heard that he was in the house. And immediately, people gathered together that there was no longer room to receive them or near the door. And he preached the word of God to them. Uh, and the, we're going to go all the way to verse 12. And they brought him a paralytic man who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. And they broke through the roof and let the man down who was paralyzed. And when Jesus saw what? Their faith. When Jesus saw their faith. So there's a crowd. The, the paralyzed man had no way in. They break up the roof, but he sees the faith of the people who brought the person who was sick. Notice the first thing he does. He deals with sin. Son, your sins are forgiven. Many in times of sickness and disease feel God is punishing them because they are sinners. But bear in mind, he bore your sin. He bore your disease. And when you say, Father, I thank you that the blood has cleansed me and I am forgiven in and through your blood, then don't walk in condemnation saying, I deserve to be sick or I deserve the judgment of God. God is not judging his children. Hallelujah. God is not judging his children. There are people right now who be say God's judging his children, God's judging the church, God's judging. If any kind of judgment is going on, God is judging the heathen who say there is no God. There is no God. Or who say God is dead. If any judgment is going on, how dare you say God is dead? How dare you say there is no God? How dare you say that? And so we need to be aware, and it says, and some of the scribes were sitting and reasoned in their hearts. Notice it was the religious. And right now, I want to encourage you. The biggest amount of hate speech, the Christians. Right now, this morning, I'm looking, some Christians going off about what churches and pastors are doing. And, and business people who are very rich saying, well, we're suffering too. Excuse me. Excuse me, the, wealth are not, the wealthy are not suffering, the poor are suffering, the afflicted are suffering, those are, who are without are suffering. 
And so the wealthy are not the ones who are suffering. In fact, if anything, the wealthier are getting wealthier because they're making masks, they're making the drugs, they're making the vaccinations, they're making everything that you and I need. And the people of God said, Amen. Don't get upset with me. That's Boston Neb, you're a bit aggressive. I've always been. Amen. Hallelujah. I hate the devil and the works of the enemy. I hate the lies of the enemy. My staff will tell you, I said, and my staff don't have to come to work. Some have stayed home. I understand that. But for me, I'm not a wimp. Amen. Someone says, well, Pastor Neb, what do you mean? You're not a wimp. I'm just not a wimp. God knows and has numbered my days. He knows how long I will be on earth. And I'll preach this gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ until he returns. He knows what we'll deal with and what we won't deal with. How we'll succeed or how we won't succeed. But at this point in time, we need Jesus more than at any other time. We need to gather our homes together and once again to be praying at our tables, at our homes and having a family altar. We need to be opening our Bibles and praying in our homes right now. Many of us have forgotten to have a family altar. Many of us no longer pray when we get in our motor cars. Many of us have become very blasé, but we need to recognize this is an hour where the people of God can be strong and do exploits and rise up in the anointing and the spirit of God. So notice, and I'm going to just give this to you, nine-tenths of Jesus' ministry was set healing the sick. Before Christ, in Exodus 15, verse 26, in Exodus 15, verse 26, in Exodus 15, verse 26, it says, If you will diligently hear the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight and give ear to His commandment or to His word, And keep his statutes, live right. I will put none of these diseases on you. On you. That I brought on the Egyptians. Who were the Egyptians? The Egyptians were idol worshippers. The Egyptians were Baal worshippers. The Egyptians sacrificed children. The Egyptians worshipped at the shrine of many gods. There came a time where Egypt supplied the need and there was a wealth transfer to the people of God. But for more than 400 years, people suffered in Egypt. There was a time when God told people, go to Egypt. Even when Jesus was born, he said, go to Egypt. But there were other times when God said, get out of Egypt. And I believe it's time that God is telling us, get out of Egypt. Get out of the ways of the world. Get out of the lifestyle of the world. Get out of it. Get yourself out of it. Turn off the TV programming. Turn off the bad news. Pick up your Bible. He says, I will put none. Will you say it? He will put none of these diseases. Those of you who are joining me, say, he will put none of these diseases. Those who are joining on 106.2, and we have a radio station, 106.2, that is FM, and it also live streams. So anywhere in the world, if the, the video is hard to get, you can go to our website, 106.2. There's preaching all day long, and I'll also be going live on it, and I'll also be going live on Facebook. 
um, many times during the season. Notice he says, I will put none of these diseases on you which are brought on the Egyptians, for I am who? I am the Lord God who heals you wherever you are today, wherever you're seated, whether in your home, at your dining room table. Some have stayed in their home because you need to, and it's safer for you to. He says, I will put none of these diseases on you. So be aware, if, and I'm aware of it, if, if you do have a health problem, you say, Pastor Neb, why are you so passionate? Because we have pro- approximately 9 million people in our nation who are under threat. And someone says, what do you mean 9 million people? Well, I'm going to be straight up and tell you. Some have TB, some have other diseases, and 9 million people under threat. We need to believe God to heal people in our nation. This is not a new threat to their immune system. This is an old threat to their immune system. And we need to be aware that those who have been under a threat through their immune system for many years, going back many years, it's time for them to receive their healing, whether they're in a little metal house, whether they're in a community house, when they're in an apartment. Many of you are in your own homes, so you're in a safer space. But we need to pray for those that are in smaller areas that God will heal and protect them and take care of them at this time. Amen. So notice, he says this, and I want to just be sensitive because of the next service. Now, we have, firstly, he says, I'll put none of these diseases. Psalm 105, verse 37, which was a passage of Pastor Wendy read. Psalm 105, verse 37, he brought them out. Notice what happens. In Egypt, the plagues come, but there's a time when God brings them out. And he brought them out with silver and gold. Oh, some of you look at me real strange. He brought them out with silver and gold. Pastor Neb, what are you saying? Well, I shouldn't give you stock exchange information. But the price of oil is cheaper now than ever before. So if you buy Sassel shares right now, you, and I'm promoting Sassel, amen, a local company. If you bought Sassel shares now, you're never going to go wrong, amen. <laughs> I shouldn't be giving stock exchange advice, amen. But right now, fuel is really low. The petrol price is really low. It's doubtful it'll go any lower. It'll just go up again like it always does. Amen. So I'm not here to give stock exchange information. But notice God always believed in this. He bought them out with silver and gold. One of the cures for this virus, and I'm not telling you to go out and get it, but there is silver, like colloidal silver. You heard the old saying where people said they were born with a silver teaspoon in their mouth. This virus cannot live on silver. So maybe you have to get out some of your granny's silver. Amen. Hallelujah. Your granny wasn't that fast asleep. The virus can't live on silver. So God brought them out with silver and gold. And that notice there was not one feeble amongst their tribes. And I'm agreeing for everyone in your life group everyone in your house, everyone in every single church in the nations of the earth, there will not be one sick or one feeble. Now remember, if you don't know Jesus, you need to get your heart right with him because these are promises to the believers. 
These are not promises to the unbelievers. These are promises to the believers. This is the inside story. This is the inside track. This is where we live each and every day. But you can become a believer right now by saying, Jesus, forgive me. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. And then with salvation comes healing, comes blessing, comes abundance. God takes care of us. I'm going to tie it up and then we'll pick it up again tonight and continue. Jesus in Scripture. He was called the great physician. In Mark 5, 26, Jesus worked with other doctors. He worked with Dr. Luke. And when we look at the scripture in the book of Luke, Jesus healed 24, we have 24 miracles just here. And Jesus, it says, when the woman came to him, who had an issue of blood, notice what, she had spent all she had. And so, do we believe in working with our medical specialists and practitioners and many are in the church? Absolutely. And when I shared and talked about the virus, I checked with the medical practitioners, with medical doctors, with specialists, that the information I was giving to you was accurate and that I was correct, that I wasn't just kind of fear-mongering. I wanted to make sure that what I was telling you was correct. And so right now, we also want to pray for our medical doctors and for our physicians who are at the front row of dealing with the people who are sick. We want to pray. We pray for those that are in the hospitals and our doctors and our nurses and our physicians. Pastor Wendy and I made a call to, to one of them and they said, don't call. But yet there are others who are saying, call. And some are saying, we'll give advice. And so we want to pray for them. And Father, we don't only pray for those that have the rule over us, but we pray for our medical physicians, we pray for our specialists, we pray for our nurses around the world, many who are in hospitals. We pray for those where the military have put out their medical specialists and their doctors throughout the world, that you will protect them, that you'll take care of them, that none of these diseases will come near them. For those here in this great congregation and those joining us live and those joining us from the Middle East and all over the world and those in Europe, we thank you for supernatural miracles of healing and protection. We thank you that your word declares that if we ask anything in your name, you will do it. You said that we will lay hands on the sick, they will recover. You healed not only by the laying on of hands, but you healed by sending your word. You healed through prayer cloths. You healed in so many ways. And we thank you at this time, we can bring healing to each and every one. Bless our government, let them make wise decisions. Protect our police. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen, 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 Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this anointed message. 
For information on other Good Hope Christian Center CDs and products, call 021-703-9400 or write to Good Hope Christian Center, corner of Panton and Plantation Roads, Ottery, 7800 or visit our website at www.ghcc.tv. Thank you.